Yeah, here, we're fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. We're a music podcast. For music lovers. I am Mike here with Luke, and this week we welcome Jeffrey back. <laughs> welcome back, Jeff. Mr. Jefferson. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we hope you like the new setup. We're, yeah. we're currently under construction here at the Get in the Garage studio. It seems pretty constructed. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad, right? We're we even got there. a new floor. You can't see it in frame, but we got a new floor, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, you can't see our uh, wooden sticky towel floor <laughs> that's not real nice. wood. If you didn't cool. know it wasn't real wood, you would be fooled. Now, is this for breakdancing purposes? Yes, we move okay. the table yeah. when we're done. Okay. and um, <laughs> Whenever we... Devin comes back on the podcast, oh, he can do like yes. one of those head spins on it. Devin, we're, we're calling you out. <laughs> so break we're it. Calling you out. We're calling you out, Devin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, yes, welcome back. Um, let me fix these levels a little bit. So we wanted, I wanted to talk about something. So last week we covered the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Yep. And one of those inductees was Eminem. Mm-hmm. is Eminem. I should rephrase yeah. that. And uh, there was some controversy mm-hmm. over Eminem's induction. Uh, Rolling Stone magazine had tweeted, uh, quote, Eminem has now been inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before countless black hip-hop pioneers who paved the way for his success. What does that message send? Um, so it's you know I was I was like thinking about it and uh, Benzino who was also kind of like a famous sort of personality he also owned the Source magazine for a while famously in a big dispute with Eminem with for Eminem. many years right right so he so had, I bet he had great things to say right he like re- right <laughs> he had retweeted and said um, so where's Nas Eric B and Rakim Cool Mo D EPMD Fearless Four Fat Boys Lauren Hill Lil Kim Outkast and hundreds of other black rappers GTFO get the fuck out of here okay are we are we calling are we saying fat boys is like i feel Cannon. like I, I feel like the fat boys i just this is an interjection real fast i feel mm. like the fat boys are are the way of the beach boys in the 80s it's just like cool but gimmick for the, the three years yeah the, but like once you make the beach boys record yeah. we're done man i saw a thing though that was talking about how like um w- really i think the what could be considered the big offense was the fact that in terms of the nominees, another nominee, two other nominees that could kind of fall under, well, one for sure fall under the same umbrella, though there was Rage Against the Machine, and there was also a tribe called Quest. Yes. And it's like, if you're going to be handing out a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame award to hip-hop and rap, mm-hmm. uh, is it a low blow to kind of, to, to, to kind of like, a, for a tribe called Quest to kind of get stiffed on that, and then Eminem to get put in? Like, I don't... You know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying. And like uh, last week on the show, I know I definitely like spoke to why Eminem like popped, um, whether that was like for good or bad, whatever it was, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I agree that, you know, Canon should have like probably gotten in, bef- you know, before because there's so much that like, you know, the original, if you're going to start like covering rap, you've got to really cover it well. And, you know, Eminem is on that list yeah. like eventually, mm-hmm. but like. You know, like, we're like, should you be in? 
sure. But like also if you don't have Tribe was on this year, like you said, and they didn't yeah. get in. And Tribe is pretty uh canon hip hop, I feel like. They're mm-hmm. very influential. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, like for sure. Yeah, and I mean it's at this point you should be putting them in because also it gives, uh, you know, like I said last week, it's like a whole nother second act, and especially because they don't have their member to really, you know what I mean? You could really make something yeah. out of it, and you know. But I, I mean, Nas, too, no well, Nas. Well, this is less of an Eminem problem and controversy than it is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Agreed. problem right. and yeah, controversy. I agree. Yeah. Here is the, because Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was Rock and Roll, should it be the American Music Hall of Fame? Yes. Asterisk, of course it should be. Yeah. Or the Pop Music Hall of Fame, or whatever. Here's the entire list of hip hop artists in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, please. 2007, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. The Message. 2009, Run DMC. 2012, Beastie Boys. Public. 2013, Public Enemy. 2016, NWA. 2017, Tupac. 2020, The Notorious B.I.G. 2021, LL Cool J and Jay Z. And now Eminem becomes the tenth. Hip hop yeah. artists to be awarded, so it, so it is what it is. Like it's not him; it's the whole, it's the, it's the machine. Because yeah, it's yeah, like, there should be, yeah, whatever should be. Of course, there should be five to the, fucking twenty more people. The yeah. thing is, sure, but the thing is too is like you could, they could make more money and do this two times a year, right? And do, mm-hmm. and do the, the, do you could do your rock hall, and then you yeah. could also do okay since we've re- we can just do we're gonna do all like five rappers you know what i mean yeah. five rappers and pop stars mm. you know what i mean like there's way to cover to cover for it and i feel like you know they're just doing not a great job um you know yeah i think and it's co- and it's not really an them you know but like it's yeah. a it's a cool thing um you know i feel like people say stuff but like it can always get better and have more representation and then it can be oh, a yeah. place where you can go and really learn about all that stuff in a real positive way so i don't think it's something to you know throw away but maybe just lessons to be learned yeah i, I agree I mean, it's just it's it makes you scratch your head when like some there's like very obvious like foundation layers well, that are not in if we because wanna, if i don't want to play a fun game real fast okay who would you throw in that's not in Nas like, Nas five times over <laughs> but I mean KRS-One isn't in you know yeah, Wu-Tang's see, not in there's see, so many I started making a list <laughs> I love hip-hop music and I love a lot of the artists that aren't in that hall of fame very deeply but like it's very strange that if you look at that list of 10 it's like the biggest 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 of the genre mm-hmm. that crossed yeah. every well, even you look at LL Cool J, who was the first solo star in hip hop. Mm. He only made it this last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had been eligible for six years already. So yeah. I, I just, I love Nas. He's a top five rapper on anybody's list. As far as you know, music, American music as a whole, like, I don't know. I, I don't know yeah, how to I gauge s- it because, like, I know what you, mean. <laughs> I know what you mean though, because. They, I'm, I'm one aspect. Or Wu Tang Clan, who's literally only made four albums yeah, or right, five albums. Right. It's like it's know. a tough, it's a tough one so to think about. On one mm. aspect, they are putting in the biggest people, right. the guys that did have giant impacts yeah. on like the pop music as a whole. But on right. the other aspect, they're leaving out, you know, the a lot of the, you yeah. know, more taste makery of the right. late. You well, know. Here, here are some like 
quote unquote big stars who are not voted in yet. Nas, mm-hmm. a tribe called Quest, Outcast. That's the yeah, big. That well, big that's one. a big one too. Which is maybe they will at some point. Yeah, yeah. but I love every Outcast album, and but Out, Outcast affecting American music as a whole was for a three-year period, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was, you know, basically 99 till 2002, yeah. or 2003, I should say. Um, Wu-Tang Clan, mm-hmm. one historic, groundbreaking, you know, monster yeah. album, and then like three that are, and then yeah. all this, you got, do you take in all the other <clears throat> people's solo right, stuff? Right. Uh, yeah. Snoop Dogg, huge cultural figure. Everyone knows him. He's like bigger than anything. Yeah. Snoop Dogg music. That first album. Um, first album and, and then features, seven, eight really. hits. Right. And yeah. it's like, you know, then you get to the guys in the 80s, Curtis Blow. I don't know. How many people even know Curtis Blow? Slick Rick. That's what I'm saying. Big Daddy Slick Kane. Rick. Yeah. It's De La Soul, Eric B. and Rakim. Like, yeah. It's I a, think uh, it's like they it's, are important, well, but I think, you for know, rock and roll or pop music or American music, I don't know. It, I don't. It's, I don't uh, yeah, know. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's that it's like when you get all like when you have the conversation, the and the conversation is the collective that created the movement. Mm-hmm. You can you can put all of these all of these pa- like all these pieces together to create the whole movement itself. Um, but yeah, maybe in that sense, like uh, to what you're saying, I, I'm taking it kind of like, you know, you have all these people who did all these things, but there's like, there are like select ones that kind of like transcend beyond mm. that kind of thing and become this sort yeah. of cultural phenomenon. But then you, you know what I mean? And, yeah. they, and they cross, right, right. they cross over. Cause I mean, not for nothing. I mean, maybe you, you know, I mean like, I don't know. Cause like Method Man and Red Man, there were some hip hop artists that like toured with, say like heavier bands and stuff like that but at the time it was like Eminem was on the bill with Corn Limp Bizkit like all of these like other kind of genre bands that were also you know what i'm saying so like but i mean they all but Wu-Tang did stuff like that too Wu-Tang i think Wu-Tang toured with Rage Against the Machine at one point as well i just think it's like a mm. it's the same thing with like rock and roll where you're like your niche like trendsettery bands are always going to be like last in the hall of fame even though like mm. they're the you know, everybody's like that band, that band, that band, and but you know what I mean. It takes yeah. a long time. You know, for yeah. The- and I, then again, I say I, I, we look at this whole thing. And it's like I don't know what's. Yeah, it's like what's. But then again, like I think I think a tribe called Quest has a bigger impact on American music than the I love them than the fucking Eurythmics did. Like yeah, yeah. I love them, but they have their four big hits, and that's fucking about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. they make instruments of music. It's good music, but. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a hip hop problem because they started letting hip hop artists in fifteen mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. They have a metal problem because they don't know is metal rock and roll. I mean, is like like are bands like Slayer in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, but they should well, be cause right because they're they're, they're, they're so the big, culturally yeah, right. So like, I don't to the yeah yeah I don't know or who's so, who is the folk singer you, you named Elizabeth Cotton right and it's like. All respect, but also it. But all respect, but who cares other than me? <laughs> yeah, right. Other than it's me, like, okay. who really cares? Because I'm like, oh, Elizabeth. Yeah. I was like, Elizabeth Cotton's getting in. I was like, I <laughs> yeah. love it, but like, come on, man. No, yeah, right. so so how about this as a, a, a as a little epilogue, a thought experiment? So some people who are eligible soon, mm-hmm. next year will be eligible because it's 25 years after your first recording. The only artist in American history to have their first five albums debut at number one. DMX. 
go. Will he make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because no one has ever had ever done that and has ever done that. I'm gonna make a and that's fucking huge. Can you imagine your debut album? Is it debuts at number one, and then your next four albums all debut? I don't know. Yeah. Or or eligible possibly next year if they count the Hot Boys one two albums, but if not, it'll be in three or four years. Lil Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, because like really like Fifty Cent in five years is he? I don't know. Because Fifty Cent, he had one great album, one good album, and then like. Yeah, and then kind of nothing. I mean, yeah, Kanye West, we all know will be in because he is the hip hop guy over the last fifteen years. But yeah, it's a it's a hard conversation. It is. It's very difficult. We all know they'll never give respect to Biz Marquee. He'll never get the Hall of Fame, but he's in the Hall of Fame of my heart. (laughs) (laughs) You. Nobody beats the Miz. That, um, that cover of, of Benny and the Jets. I love it. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things. Yeah. He earnestly sings the whole thing. So yeah, it's a yeah. And like, yeah, he's a white guy. He sold a lot more records because he's a white guy because he can appeal to a lot more people. Yeah, but yeah. he's also he's not Vanilla Ice. He, Eminem is always given. He's got chops. He's but, you know, and mo- I think more importantly, he's always had the utmost respect for the people who came before him and the yeah. culture that right, he is part right, of, right. and how he is a white guy swimming in a sea of a black community and yeah. like. I think it's, it's like all, it's you like, said, you it's said like, swimming in the sea, and all I can think of is the spinal tap. <laughs> <laughs> swimming in the sea of. You should have seen the cover they wanted. <laughs> you just. <laughs> all right. Well, sorry, let's, I'm let's, sorry. Let's move on though. To to let's let's move on before this gets off the. Where's the train whistle for Jesus <laughs> oh, Christ? Thank you. Sorry. That was I, that was a very <laughs> that was, that was that an was e-break self-edit yeah. on that quote. Um, Movie quotes from 1981. Don't. Yeah, no, yeah, I saw don't. it happening in your head in real time, and you went, "Oh no!" Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on, and uh, much you know, relatable to what I was talking about with yes. Eminem, another very, very well respected hip hop artist of the last ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Um, so a new video dropped uh, a couple days ago. It's Kendrick Lamar's video for a song called "The Heart Part 5. Um, this is the fifth installation in a song series that he's been releasing since, I think since 2010, since like he kind of had some, uh, widespread exposure and, uh, the heart songs are usually kind of like a mission statement, like a quick snapshot of his view of the world at that time. Mm. Um, especially socioeconomic and political and just life matters, uh, especially for people in poor black communities. Um, dealing with crime and drugs and uh, the grind of trying to survive. And uh, this this uh, video dropped, and it is a single-shot video of Kendrick rapping along to his song. And throughout the video, his face morphs into various, um, like, formerly beloved but now controversial black men's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, the list includes, first, he, he morphs into O.J. Simpson, <laughs> Then he morphs into Kanye West. Yeah. Then Jesse Smollett, who was the actor who claimed a hate crime and who, I don't know, but the justice system determined that it never happened. And um, Will Smith, then Kobe Bryant, and then Nipsey Hussle, especially because the last verse, so Nipsey Hussle is is a fellow Los Angeles rapper who was shot and killed um, about three years ago. 
who did a lot of work for his community. And the last verse of the heart part five seems to be from Nipsey Hussle's point of view. So he morphs into Nipsey Hussle's point of view to deliver this last verse, which is kind of the summation of, yeah, we deal with all this stuff in our communities, but we have to find a way to lift people up and to make it work and to see the light and to, you know, be better and all that stuff. Mm. Um, Powerful video. Uh, very, you know, interesting because it's kind of like uh, opens a dialogue on uh, what people want to like, radical empathy and what do you forgive people for? What do you excuse? You know, what do you, you know, because yeah. all those people had controversy. Even Nipsey Hussle, who was a beloved figure in his community and did a lot of good, he did sell drugs to yeah. other people in his community for, you know, which is part of the cycle of, yeah, uh, you know, it does hurt and stuff. Um, so it, it was an interesting video and, uh, his new album comes out this Friday. It's his first album in five years. People think that this song is going to be, uh, it's like the first track from the album. It's not because none of the other heart songs are on any other studio album. Mm. So this is just like, I'm dropping this as like a preview of I'm back and yeah, right. the new album will come out later this right. week type of thing. I so, love that video. It oh was so <laughs> trippy, man. I was like, "What? What?" And, and like, especially because he does his Kendrick Lamar thing, where he like does the whole head. But like, it's just—it's done so. Like, it's like such. It's so beautifully done too, because mm-hmm. it's literally a shot of right. him standing in front of a red wall, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just going off and he's doing his thing, and if, then the faces change, and it's just like, it's 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 kind of like the most basic setup right. for a music video, but it's so interesting. It you know. reminded me of like um the Charles Bradley like emoting one shot video to oh, changes sure. like it kind of but I mean it's on a whole different level. Mm. Um, it the the song it's I love the song itself like mm. the the beat was like oh the Marvin Gaye sample yeah, yeah. okay it was I was gonna I, say I want you it's Marvin Gaye song I was yeah. gonna say it sounded like Marvin the Gaye bongos and yeah stuff. it was yeah. like it was Marvin Gaye all day and I was like okay so that's like another yeah. whole texture on top of that yeah. that in yeah. and a bunch of another set of like implications mm-hmm. and um, things that can go along with it mm-hmm. the face changing um in like it's just he's like talking about you know, where he's coming from and these people and you're like the forgiveness thing and all mm. like the people that were, you know, yeah. um, good, bad, bad, good. Mm. And it was just really interesting to play with, especially in our like cancel culture society where like forgiveness is really hard for people. Mm. Um, I think it was just like an interest. It was very interesting. It mm. was, you know, it, it, it was like, um, it was you could tell it was great art just instantly mm. you just you yeah. like you're like oh man like this is, this is yeah. important like the first yeah. you're just watching you're like this is important but that's kendrick though i feel like he's he's when it comes to <clears throat> you know the state of hip-hop today and stuff like that like mm. there's uh he has this authenticity about him that i think is it's mm. he's just such an incredible lyricist he's socially conscious he's you know what i mean he's like he's He's talking about things on like such a different level, especially where now I find that I mean, not that I'm like super, you know, hip to like the current rap and hip hop that's coming out now, but he definitely seems like one of the most conscious rappers right now, you know, versus like, you know, because it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, I feel like current hip hop and rap, maybe mainstream current hip hop and rap is kind of like it's kind of going back to the whole like pop radio stuff pop radio yeah. stuff but also like just heavy heavy on the like i'm fucked up on xanax right. and like you know like fuck life and you know what i mean like yeah. it's kind of nihilistic nihilistic and all that and i think that like although kendrick can expose you to the darker sides of 
culture. Um, he also has this sort of like glimmer of hope and and uh, mm. you know optimistic sort of outlook in the sense of being like, but we can turn the ship around. Like we can do something better. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's yeah. bad, but you know, and and he's just very creative lyrically and. You know, I don't. I don't know. He, yeah, I think to use a matrix metaphor, I think he is the one of the, especially yeah, of of yeah. my of our contemporary uh, generation, because hip hop, you're now drawing on uh, just under fifty years of a history, um, and so you can split it up and kind of say he is part of like the third generation if you think of things as like 15 year groups because you got mm-hmm. the guys born in the late 50s and the early 60s then you got the jay-z notorious b era born in right around 1970 and then him born in the mid 80s and uh i think he's like the culmination and the distillation of like everything that has existed in hip-hop music because yeah. he's i mean he's the only Back to awards. Awards are awards, but his last album, Damn, was the first hip hop album to be awarded the Pulitzer Prize in music. Oh yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah, and he, I think he, you know, he got like some special presidential, uh, whatever award for that one before that uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Yep, and uh, yeah, it's been a long five years waiting for this this album to come out. So yeah. I'm excited to see that he is still uh, where he's at, and he's still. Like he is my favorite personally. I yeah. think he's the best skill wise, and I think he's the greatest because I think he's the most important of this generation because he does the yeah. best work. I think, and I'm def- I'm interested in seeing what the the content of this record will be too. Because mm-hmm. if you think five years, two of those five years was when everything went down, when COVID yeah. happened, when you know what I mean, like the like e- everything and full Trump stuff too. Because huh? yeah, right, the right. Last album was in 2017 yeah the death of george floyd as well right. like all that stuff so like it'll be interesting to hear his mm-hmm. perspective because now i think at this point since it's been because i think it's it's been about yeah it's been about two years right when i'm trying to remember when 2020 when george, july yeah middle right. this middle of summer the, yeah of 2020. 2020 yeah so between then and now you know plenty of time for him mm-hmm. to kind of be able to you know yep. come up with material and stuff to kind of like in retrospective and, and reflect on everything that went down. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that, that drops Friday the 13th. Did they, did, what was the name of the album? Did you say it? The album is called Mr. Morale and the high steppers. There you go. And we will probably cover it most likely on the show. Yeah. So. Yep. when it comes out stay tuned all right now on to lighter things <laughs> yeah. oh man okay so uh <laughs> i just wanted to bring to the table something uh really f- like i mean i like um i like like branding and gimmicky band stuff a lot of the time uh, <laughs> big kiss fans so you have kiss cologne i think don't you I'm or kiss li- soap <laughs> i'm literally wearing kiss cologne right now oh, he got a kiss bar of soap and it was black <laughs> i know, I, know. <laughs> I was like this doesn't look like it's gonna clean anybody <laughs> it just gets you dirty it just gets oh, you dirtier <laughs> Hotter than hell. It's just oh it's God. just infused with Gene Simmons saliva. <laughs> <laughs> he licks every bar of soap. <laughs> it's the hardened blood from after the show. Uh, Delicious. And syrup. you find one there's one certified Paul Stanley chest hair and every's already there on every bar. It just looks like a used <laughs> bar of soap. Like, no, that's how we sell it. Oh my god. So um okay, so speaking of, of branding and bands yeah. that are uh it's like officially not branded, but like they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the Grateful Dead have um, 
partnered with Gotham Greens yeah. to release uh, their own branded Grateful Green salad. It's not a. It's not marijuana. It's a salad. Yeah. Oh yeah, this yeah. is literally like salad, like kale mix. It all doesn't. That. Also, it does not cause hallucinations. <laughs> no, contrary not to yet. popular. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. The, the package. Look it up. Uh, it's They'll from Gotham Greens. It has the uh, the, the dancing, dancing bear. bear. On it, um, and the Late Show, Stephen Colbert, they did a like a, a parody of it, which is yeah. also really good. Um, like if Slayer had their own salad, and, like they were like, um, um we're, we'll link the video in so you can watch uh, the, the Late Show's uh, spoof on it. But they had like Kale Satan and <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Savage Cabbage, um, <laughs> Murderless uh, Mescaline, which is a l- bit of a stretch because I mean, like Mescaline, you know. But um, no, Mescaline, Mescaline. Which is like a green. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I'm thinking it was like the drug. No, I thought no. they were making like a weird no, like no. salad drug no, pun no. reference. Yeah, no. Dude, masculine an, is like I'm a... I'm an idiot. It's like a, yeah, it's a green. Yeah. <laughs> well, the mo- everybody learned that on Get in the Garage today, probably. <laughs> I had to read it twice, to be fair, because I was like, mescaline. Oh, mas- yeah, mescaline, mescaline. Yeah, I think we grew some of that this past year. Well, last year. Um, but it also brought me to like thinking of the most extreme advertising and crazy stuff I could think yeah. of. In bands, um, I just wanted to bring up a few right now. Okay. Um, Volkswagen <laughs> uh, got um, Pink Floyd to do Dark Side of the Moon golfs in the early 90s, oh. which are pretty out there. Uh, look up the commercial on YouTube. The and- tint is so dark, you can't <laughs> see anything as you drive. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is unsafe. As you drive every mile, a wall's built on the front windshield. Um, By the, end. the stereo only plays the uh, loop in between oh, times. Nice, nice. <laughs> Comes with a built-in mode. Yeah. Um, the, is the horn the clocks? From- <laughs> yes. Um, they also made a ro- uh, full fleet of Rolling Stones Voodoo Lounge um, vo- uh, Volkswagens. There's like a oh. Golf. There's a Jetta. They're horrible. And there's also a great commercial for that too. Um, Awful. Another one I wanted to bring up, which is probably one of the more extreme ones, is the Aerosmith Rocking Roller Coaster. Oh yeah, oh, Disneyland, yeah. Right, yeah. where Aerosmith get yeah. their own roller coaster <laughs> yeah. for some reason. It's I think I was there the first year. I was there? It was the you? best one there. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's a, a fast kid. ride. It's like an. It's a minute and five seconds. Yeah, or something, yeah. But, but it's fun though. Yeah. It's it goes, cool. I think it goes zero to sixty in like three seconds. Yeah. Yeah, because it straight into you a off. loop. Yeah, it, the 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 screaming note you hear in the speakers gets higher and higher as you go higher. It's like, oh! <laughs> I uh, I cried when I went on it. So yes, jo- yes. tears of joy. Uh, more like. Tears. <laughs> it's more like tears. Um, if yeah. if we're feeling real fancy, uh, I can give you a picture. We can edit in a picture of Luke outside. Oh, of okay, yeah, I'll try to. Coaster. Yeah, let's get it, and I'll try to splice it in with somewhere a, with above a ch- our heads. A chunky chain necklace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, no, it was the, it was the dog chain collar. Oh, I remember that Disney Disney trip, uh, dancing in downtown Disney to Pod's Youth of the Nation. Oh. So oh. it'll give you a real time and place. <laughs> we were the Youth of the Nation at that point. I mean, it was appropriate. Man. Oh my god! Uh, so anyway. I thought it was, I thought of some funny branded ones. Oh there, please! There, there is the classic. We mentioned Kiss. The Kiss casket with a K, <laughs> which Dimebag Daryl, Dimebag Daryl, and in. Vinnie Paul were both buried in. <laughs> Rest in peace. Very uh, graciously donated by Gene Simmons. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't charge her. Um, <laughs> you, of course, me too. Not to hit on the obvious, but the whole line of Snoop Dogg cannabis products. Oh which, my gosh, you yeah. came up with way it, like way better ones than I which came up included with. Included ca- a collaboration <laughs> with um, God, I'll never remember the actor's name. But the uh, Jaleel White, 
who was on Family Matters. The strain is called Purple Urkel. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> why? Why do I know that and have seen the bag? I think I said in? a video yeah. in the chat one time. Um, and then another one that I really enjoyed uh, when I was researching this subject was it's like a ten or twelve piece BDSM set that was branded by Rammstein. <laughs> And no, it doesn't. It doesn't include like mace-like objects. It, it looks all usable. <laughs> I love this segment so much. Oh my god, that makes complete sense. Though right. I'm not surprised at that one at all. Oh my god, Mike, can you do you have any? Um, I was trying to think of some. I mean, of course, you have like the wines, all the wine. Oh, you can get sure. like Pink the Floyd Iron wine. Maiden wine, Snoop Dogg, oh. yeah, Trooper wine. wine. Snoop Dogg has his own wine brand as well. When I think of galloping uh, historical songs mm. of metal. I really yeah. think of... Of a nice Cabernet. <laughs> yeah. Oof, delicious. <laughs> like, someone get me a fucking Merlot. Oh, He's talking about the Native American God. slaughter. Oh, my God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> fucking A. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was that was a lot of fun, guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. That was good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Thank yeah. you for the ROM. I got. I'm definitely gonna look up the Romstein BDSM set. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get like a butt plug for the show here. Or something. <laughs> No, we're just going to substitute all the mics. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. By the way, oh, I'm never, I'll this, tell is, you no, this is a podcast for adults. I'm just throwing this out there, too. There is an explicit E. Get next garage to it. after dark. Yeah, after oh, dark. This, the, after dark. That was how um, I introed the last segment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, the last the episode. The last episode. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back uh, with our main topic of the evening. And then we'll get back in the garage. Eh? And then we'll get back at the garage. We'll be right back. When the sports world was introduced to two new team names within a week, comedian Dave Primiano told his friend and fellow comedian Dan Getz, we should do a limited series podcast where we rank all the team names in sports. And they did just that. And after they were done, they decided, hey, let's just keep ranking stuff. Thus was born the Rank Bank, where each week they are joined by a panel of experts, aka fellow comedians, to rank all things ranging from the unimportant to the really unimportant. New episodes drop on Mondays and sometimes Tuesday if it's a two-parter. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore rank underscore bank. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Get in the garage. Get in the garage. The music podcast. Um, we wanted to cover for the bulk. I, I know. It was nice and awkward for you. Um, so for the back half of the podcast, uh, we wanted to cover a much larger topic so who brought the bob marley lighter not me not me so it's yours stir it up a little (laughs) uh so this month uh may 20th to be exact marks the 25th anniversary of the second foo fighters album the color and the shape I at least it's the col- shirt. the color color <laughs> the color and the shape <laughs> to speak like uh what's his name uh gil uh was gil norton gil norton thank you oh. um yes yeah, so it marks 25 years and uh so we all listen to it and you know i you know we'll talk about it mind you this is right before taylor hawkins enters the band so this is not a taylor hawkins mm-hmm. 
album. Although, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. We did discuss the fact that we forgot to talk about the death of Taylor Hawkins, I think. We mentioned right it. Right after he passed. We did it. we mention it? Yeah, we did we mention the RIP? Yeah, we said rest yeah. in peace. Okay, all right. I wasn't. I couldn't remember if we had or we hadn't. Also, I was going to wear my show on the, uh, shirt on the episode and I forgot. Mm. We did talk about it. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I, so, yeah, I'd say this is, uh, I mean, Jeffrey, this is an album I think you enjoy quite a bit. Yeah, this is one of my favorite albums of the 90s. Uh, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago on our Third Eye Blind episode that uh, I consider The Color and the Shape, Third Eye Blind's debut, and Weezer's debut as like the three um, best of the alternative rock, which is really like power pop, or it's really kind of like pop punk, whatever, 90s albums. Uh, I love this album because it's like Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl. And then Nate Mandel on bass and Pat Smear on guitar. Um, yeah, there's a lot of hits on this album, a lot of big hooks, big riffs. Um, I hadn't listened to the whole thing back to front in a while, but I like this whole album all the way through. So I also was like, I haven't listened to this full thing in a long time. And I was like, I don't think I know all the songs on it. And then I played it, and I'm like, I know every right. single song on here, yeah. like way more than I thought I did. I reckon, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, this is like probably the most classic Foo Fighters record if mm. they ever have one. I think this yeah. is like their most concise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought it would be it, also the how the album you know kind of came together. This is the first Foo Fighters band album. The first album is uh, all Dave Grohl. He plays the drums, bass, guitar, vocals, everything on it. Um, and then this one's the f- first one where he was like, "I want a band." He, I, he could have like chosen not to have a band. Yeah. Um, he could have danzigged it and just I'm the guy. Um, but um, he had a band, and so he basically took the rhythm section of the band Sunny Day Real Estate. Um, who is Nate Mandel on bass and was uh, William Goldstein on drums um, and then mixed it with Pat Smear and like mm-hmm. this is the band um, but midway from the drumming kind of became um, dissatisfactory to Dave mm-hmm. Grohl I think he had um, a bit of like a control yeah, thing yeah. going on with it and uh, he pretty much took over every single drum part on the album um, I have a short list of the ones he uh, William Doll. Smith. Yep, Doll. Um, Up in Up Arms. In arms. Does the yeah. slow intro. My Poor Brain versus. Um, and then the color and shape uncredited, um, supposedly. So basically all of, well, it's a couple sections of slowed down atmospheric type of mm-hmm. ride cymbal get- drums. Yeah. And then Dave Grohl does all the back a back a back a Yeah, like, all the, the wild uh, stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's you know basically like the the story of the band. Um, the drummer kind of gets you know booted out, and not like the nicest mm. way, but like you know, yeah. what yeah. are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, I think Dave Grohl was kind of maybe a bit hard to work with at this point, up until like a certain point, and it seems like he kind of like gelled the band together. But um, you know, kind of uh, difficult album. Like you were telling me too, like Dave Grohl was going through a divorce, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was right around the time that he was going through a divorce, and uh, it kind of worked out in the way that like the track listing was when they were putting the track listing together. Um, it was really sort of like it kind of worked out in a perfect way, where sort of the beginning of the album was much more, how would you say, like heartbroken and emotional mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Where the last, like the back half of the album, the mood of it was much more sort of like this kind of like, you know, uh, rebuilding and renewal and redemption and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Well, but, what are some of what are some of the songs that you think like worked the well? Do you want to? Well, for me, I'm a hits guy, so I love, and that's really where I, my intro. Because with Foo Fighters, like I have, I don't know, I have like a love hate thing with them. Um, I was trying to, th- I was trying to figure out what it is about them that kind of like turns me off a bit, and uh, I don't. I mean, it's I'm not. I don't love the like the doubled up vocal style recording style mm-hmm. i mean it's super polished it's such a clean sounding record like everything about it but it's it's like like the the, the actual song um the color and the shape which was not originally on the um on the album oh, but then like, like got, got tagged on because <laughs> it's like a special it's a, but yeah pat smear song right yeah. and that's kind of what like i felt like kind of more yeah. of a connection to that but i mean yeah. i i mean like you listen to like listening back to it and it's just like you listen to everlong and you're like this is a fucking great this is a great song like it's such a well put together song monkey wrench my hero was another big single off of there i don't love that song but um i love my Hero. it's also been played to death and i think that's what it is yeah because for me it's like when i hear my hero i think of two things i think of and i don't mean this in any sort of way but i think of 9-11 because there was i think shortly Mm. after 9-11 happened there was kind of a version of my hero that was released that had some overdubs that were i think i'm not 100 percent sure but i think it was like overdubs of like uh, family members of uh, firefighters and you know emergency responders and stuff who had died in the uh, events of 9/11, um, just like speaking about you know what a hero is and you know sacrifice and that kind of thing. Um, but then like I was also thinking about it and I'm just kind of like, did this song like? And I know this might be a weird stretch, but maybe if you guys can meet me where I'm at, where it's just like all I could think of was that that Nickelback song that was for hero and Spider-Man yeah, right so it's like Spider-Man 2 maybe Spider- yeah I think it was Spider-Man 2 <laughs> but you know what I mean like did it spark another you know what I mean like did it spark a movement it's oh, so like- anthemic so that's it sounds like every other song I that's love about, I yeah, always yeah, thought yeah. the song was like a queen song like Dave Grohl's fa- and Taylor Hawkins' favorite drummer. Yeah, Roger that's I always yeah. I and I always think of the song works. I mean, it's like I always think of even when I'm listening to it, I think of Dave Grohl doing it live and just putting mm. all the yeah into it. But, yeah, um, I mean, I think the thing I like about the Foo Fighters style, sorry, because I don't, you're don't gonna, know, but is like uh, I like that Dave Grohl does that. Th- if it might be Dave Grohl or Pat Smear, I'm not sure which one of the guitar players does it, but it's that kind of like open strumming thing where he lets other strings ring out, but he's playing uh, like a single note melodic Mm -hmm. line on like a lower string. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of like, to me, when I think of Foo Fighters, that's the guitar thing. Yeah, because that's in like four or five of these songs. Right, right, yeah. The production thing I noticed on the Mm re-listen of this too was um, Everlong. I never noticed in, I never noticed this. I always thought it was the guitar doing it. But we're like when she says, and the they're voicing oh, the doots. They're yeah, voicing yeah. the doots with the guitars. The do 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 do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like harmonized, yeah. stacked, but it's buried way in the that, guitar. That's Louise Post from the punk band Veruca Salt, who was dating Dave Grohl at the time. She recorded that via telephone because she was in Chicago. And so they recorded it, like, and they fed it into the mixing console and out to the control room. And Dave Grohl sang the harmonies with her, and they put like a filter effect on his voice. So they do that together. And then on the last chorus, where you have a harmony on the chorus, that's her as well. Oh, okay. Post. It yeah. it really yeah. brought out that song in a way I hadn't like really heard it before, and mm. it popped out to me, and I was like, oh. So if you're ever listening to the, you know, just listen mm. to the do do do, listen to the voice like buried in the guitar. It's really cool, really yeah. great stuff. 
Um, I I have a love hate relationship with Foo Fighters simply because none of their albums are as good as this album, in my opinion. I think we all so, do. So I yeah, go I think like that's a shared opinion. I like half of all your other albums, but like this album, I mean, what's the dud on this album? Is it called So Long, which is like that jazzy? Oh, see, for me, it's. Uh, hey Johnny Park, but oh, I love that's a yeah. See, I I, I could have I, I could have used it like three minutes less, like two yeah, minutes yeah. less of it, but uh, yeah, that's a couple of these songs. There, a couple like of the songs a, are like five plus minutes. Yeah, when you know they get into that half yeah. the chorus half up, I'm like, okay, but yeah. you know, it wasn't yeah. terrible. Nothing on here is like a bad. That was like the worst song yeah. on here. I love I love that little jazzy song. I think me I, too. I mean, I I do too. I love the ballads. The ballads for me were like, oh, this is nice. You know, How about, like, yeah, that song. Um when I listen to Walking After You, which starts with like the rolled mallet symbols mm-hmm. and then it's like very detuned floor toms. It sounds like a like Carol King tapestry song. Mm. It's very yeah. because it's all strummy acoustic guitars, it stays yeah. in that mood. Where some of the songs on this album kinda like start soft and quiet and then two minutes in it builds into the, yeah. the the punk rock. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the thing I like about this album, too, is great use of dynamics. Oh, yeah. Great, great use of dynamics. Yeah. Like, you get a lot of the quiet, loud, yeah. quiet, loud, and it's done really, really well. I forget which song it, it was. It wind up or up in arms, maybe. There's one that, that yeah, it starts uh, off like super mellow and stuff, and then it just... That's up in arms. It's like candy yeah. floss at the end, but like yeah. the beginning is like kind of Beatles. Or so- and songs like uh, My Poor Brain, which... It's basically like, bam, 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 and the vocals all kind of have this delivery, da, da. and mm-hmm. then and then it's like, bam, bam, this is a big, oh, yeah, it goes back to that like very '90s like European pop music. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting album because like it's like it, I mean '97, right? Yeah, May twentieth, nineteen ninety-seven, and uh, yeah, it's. Um, I would like it I would say it like it doesn't sound of the time but it does it does but yeah, it, do- it does like it does and it doesn't for me yeah. like it's like I don't know it's just like I just think it's better than a lot of maybe some of the mainstream stuff that was coming out in 97 it's one you of the, know what I mean it's one of it's the better like push in other words I think it's pushing it forward it's one of the better post grunge oh, yeah. uh records yeah. like um I read like um I read like four um reviews for that when it came out like um you know of the time when the album came out i read the spin i read blender i think i read um the rolling stone review um everyone was kind of lukewarm on it um like they gave it like kind of sixes i think it's more of like an eight um eight uh, you know to ten you know around there it's a very solid record the songs are really good it's not a skipper um like i did i listened to it last night i listened to it twice today um i listened to it while i was doing you know stuff around the house and i listened to it while i was mowing the lawn it worked in both even like the quiet songs it paces the album okay because yeah. it's, it's not all that it's not all hard you get like a lot of texture in there i like dave girl's voice too when he's singing really soft yeah me too. um so i a lot of yeah. that works that track you um shouted out um no way home or no walking after you like right. that song, like cool. that one, his voice to great effect on that works. Where yeah. it's not like the yelly, but the yelly works. There's so much, so well. I I hadn't listened to it front to back in a while, and like I forgot how much punk energy is on this album. Mm. Like this is not. That's why this is not a grunge or whatever album to me because so much of the drumming is thunderous and fast and amped up, and there's so much yeah. like scream singing. And there wasn't really scream singing in grunge music. And there wasn't 
a lot of type of stuff in grunge yeah. music. It's almost like like incredibly poppy Husker Du, like some of it, like yeah, Monkey sure. Wrench. I think right, I might have. Right. Re- I think I might have read that in one of those reviews too, where yeah. they were like, "It's kind of like yeah, yeah. later, like it's kind of like Husker Du fast, but like way better, so- like mm. better song, better choruses, better, way better production. Like also the production on this too, you can it hear is really good. Yeah, you can hear yeah. Dave Grohl sing a line, cut line, cut right. line, cut. I mean, you can't hear it, but you can hear that it's like perfect right. vocals. Everything's yeah, you know, it's super polished. I and love- that's Gil. Like, yeah, who who's who is known for doing a handful of Pixies albums, especially um, Do Little, which is their like breakthrough one. Um, he did like the year or two before this album. He did the Counting Crows second album, Recovering the Satellites, um, Echo and the Bunnymen. He worked with them in the '80s. So, but this this album is so clean and so like dynamics. The dynamics yeah. of this album is like there's that song February Stars which is kind of a strummer and kind of like a mellow thing. And then you think it's going to do what a bunch of the other songs did, which is now kind of like double time and go faster and bigger. But instead it kind of leans into like the band comes in and it slows down like four more clicks. And then the band is just now fully in with electric guitars. And you can picture a hundred thousand person venue in Brazil singing along to this. Yeah, like that's, that's this the music, vision that I had yeah, when this I listened music to it. is so good. It's, yeah. I was like, this is this is like stadium, yeah. Songs, you know what I mean? Where like everyone is singing along yeah. to the music, you know. Yeah. That's the vision I had when yeah. I listened to it. It's a cool, fun, like yeah. you know, record. It's you know, it's the I think it's the greatest record they made. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I I think one by one I might think is almost good, but I think mm-hmm. that's the name of that album. But uh, yeah. Yeah, the next one, one by one. But also shout out to Dave Grohl as a whole anyway, because I feel like he's done a lot in terms of like being the ambassador for rock and roll. And he's always saying, he's always dropping Little Richard's name and Lemmy's name. And, you know, like, and and he couldn't be further from, say, Little Richard, but he's always talking about Little Richard, you know. So I think just, you know, to kind of bring the conversation around, which is... You know, we talk a lot about like rock and roll and what does it mean in modern rock and is the guitar dead and is rock and roll dead and all that, those kind of big questions. And I think that Dave Grohl is probably one of the only left who are really championing. He's championing rock and roll, but oh man, you got to make some better records, man. Yeah, well, yeah. The singles are yeah. the singles are cool. Singles are cool, but like I want I would like a Foo Fighters record that could be like it's a new color and shape. I really liked Wasted Light. Um, that's the last one that I really liked. Um, that's where it's like their five faces yes, all morphed on the. That's yeah. when I bought this shirt. That's Waste, when I was like wasting light. Yeah, yeah, man, like that had rope on it. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like it had another white couple. limo was like a punky white one. White limo on that, was maybe. the one where he's like, oh, little yeah. rock. Yeah, that was this, pretty it, dope. Yeah, I mean, this album has the hits, man. Yeah. Monkey wrench, wind up, hey Johnny Park, oh. Everlong. Which like, one was the one that was? Uh, them on oh this might have been later which one was the one where the music video was them on the airplane learn to fly learn to, yeah. that's, that's on the, oh, that's on the next yeah, album the next jesus album. um yeah so but just, 25th yeah. anniversary check it out man it's like it sonically holds up songwriting really yep. holds up performances really holds up dynamics man like you think of 90s alternative rock you think it's going to be like kind of that wall of sound and the guitar like in the moment oh it's, it was rocking but you listen now and it's kind of that like kind of guitar sound this is like beautiful fleshed out sonic colors like it sounds great yeah 
yes to that point it's not one solid like chunks of guitars for the whole record yeah. it's like te- you're right that's yeah. why this record does work way better than you would think it was because like when you're at when the song ends and you're like that was kind of a lot of like loud guitars the next song will give you a mm-hmm. break before it gives you like the loud guitars again and then mm-hmm. you're ne- you don't get sick of it and played yeah. out on it yeah you don't get that like listener fatigue yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know even with the song doll like the the opening track like when i first listened to <laughs> I it i love that you song. know what well, I- that's the thing is <laughs> yeah, like when i yeah. first listened to it i was like oh this is kind of a snoozing way to oh, open it up no. but then you but then yeah, you yeah. but then i'm like oh wait that was only like a minute and a half and then it goes into monkey wrench and you're like oh i see what they did there like right that's what i mean though it's so it's it's kind of like the it's 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 the the prelude it's like the yeah. it's that little morsel you get right before everything takes off you is know? it is it a shame for me to be like doll's kind of a teaser though because if it I was it. if it was full it, i think it might be the best song in the record well and doll and doll is a teaser for there are three other songs on this record that are not cranking heavy hitting things so yeah. um every time i listen to doll i immediately think this is like a rejected Robbie Hart track from the Wedding Singer. You're, it you're sounds right, so right. much, so much like that. Well, later, on, later to that effect is probably another like you know for like getting later on down the road. Yeah. That's probably my other big critique of Dave Grohl is lyrically it doesn't you know it doesn't like butter my bread like on five yeah. records like I'm yeah. good for three you know yeah but yeah. this you know, album man this 20, one's twenty five years of rock this is this is straight up minimal for me and it's a nine out of ten and and on days that i'm into the like pounding drums and a lot of the screaming this is a 10 this is like one of my favorite albums of my childhood yeah Yeah. and it's not too much which is so not that's what's nice about it you know um great spotify uh rap as well where it has like the um, oh sure the, yeah. the, the, like yeah. the balls moving back right. and forth. It was really simple, but I really it's like, like a it. Microsoft like uh, screensaver. Screen <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I love I, I love yeah. those. They're a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, check it out. Give it a listen. Um, oh, before we go, there yes. is you know in remembrance. If you want it, can you give me a plaintive uh, like a marching drum roll? We have to uh, herald the death of the iPod officially. Oh, <laughs> Ten yes. years after I thought they stopped making them, they have officially stopped <laughs> buddy, making them. Buddy, my iPod's right behind you. Dude, when they, and when you turn I that saw bitch that? on, and it still works, I bet you. You can drop uh, this off it does, a building. It's dead. Uh, mine works. Uh, we have the lovely Nelly Furtado cover here. Oh, <laughs> I'm like a oh bird. yours is... That's the one I had, the iPod Classic. It was yeah. the best one because you could put the most stuff. 64 gigabytes and a full color video. 64 gigs is nothing now. Isn't that crazy? 80, 80 gigs. Oh, wow. eight. Well, you got oh. the 80. You spent the extra. <laughs> my parents went, <laughs> went upgrade. <laughs> I think, that, so I got my iPad, I mean iPod. I It was either, it was like the, the Christmas present of my senior year of high school yeah, or yeah. my birthday that year or graduating high school. That's how long ago I got my iPod, which was... 16 years ago or so um yeah so r.i.p they had a great run and really the ipod like this might be the reason why the iphone was invented because this thing was so good that they went fuck it just if put I could just make phone just put, put, put a microphone on the bottom of, let's sell it to the world yeah. <laughs> Basically. it was Mine it, was it changed nano. my childhood I, that yeah. was i mean i was yeah. walkman i had the tail end of the walkman yeah. days but yeah. i mean we were ipod kids all all day yeah. so yeah, it same was. here. But I also was like, they still make that? I didn't. Uno, I didn't even... dos, tres, catorce. 
Bro, if I could, t- if I could have back the hours I spent listening to you two, uh, no, that'd be zero. It's no time, no. none of my life. Um, fucking Joshua Tree, I don't want this thing. Uh, Sorry. If I could have back the days of my life that I spent uh, meticulously oh, me organizing oh, me this too. piece of crap, me why? Yeah. And illegally me downloading too. music for days and days and days. You, you I want put a CD back. in your computer and it's like, and you're waiting for whatever the program, one note to recognize all the data. And that's like, artist, 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 artist. Yeah, track cool. one, what two, track? three. And you're like, God damn it, I'm going to spend 20 minutes <laughs> fucking putting all this shit. <laughs> Try try illegally downloading a Chuck Berry box set with 175 yeah. tracks and none of them are labeled. This and they're is, all just Little Richard yeah. songs. This is this people is, don't fucking know what they're doing. This is our version of like we had to walk uphill both ways to school. I know. I know. But also it was great because like you know you're at a party, you rip your friends off, you put yours on, you have like different yeah, stuff. Baby. Yeah. Um, power of the Og scored. Also, yeah. it was the, the perfect. It was the perfect. Let me see what type of person you are, yeah. because it was just like, let me see what's on your phone. Like, Most let, recently I mean, played. on your yeah. on your iPod, you know, yeah. and you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. this is that. Oh, you like this? Like, I remember people being yeah. like, you have a lot of Jackson Five on here, and I was like, get out of here. <laughs> but it would be listed as an album of Jackson Five, and then Jackson Five featuring Jackson Five featuring featuring, and all the people broken yeah. up who's featuring what. I'm God, so glad we madness. figured out that problem. I'm so glad we figured that problem <laughs> out. Oh, jeez, I know. Yeah. So yeah, R.I.P. to the iPod, man. It was a good run. It was a good run. Thank you for bringing that up, run. Jeffrey. That yeah. was a. Uh, <laughs> I know. Can't forget. Mine was the, the real trailblazer. So, will, will the iPod be inducted into the Rock Roll Hall of Fame? That's all I want to know. <laughs> It should be. Next year be like a tribe called Quest or the iPod. <laughs> Sorry, tribe. You gotta wait another year. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Uh, real quick before we finish too, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and comment and all that stuff. Awaken the primordial algorithm to let us know. To uh, let it know that do we you exist. have summon the algorithm. Uh did we not name anybody you think that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame rapper wise? Um Oh also yeah. Do you think the Foo Fighters have another classic album? Mm. And a shout out to our friend Steve McCool who commented on our last YouTube. <laughs> I did Thanks, Steve. I, thank you, Steve. You're He's I, like, what the I'm, fuck I is this title? He's the man. <laughs> Infinite. Oh no, yeah. that was Gary. That was Gary. Uh, oh, uh, that was Gary. Yeah. Steve McCool corrected us on something. Yes, he. Well, I I couldn't remember that the the name of the first well album demo EP whatever it was of Eminem, Eminem recorded and it was Infinite was the name right. of that the Infinite EP uh, the Infinite EP. So shout out to Steve McCool. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you. Shout out to Gary. Shout out to Gary. Yeah. If um, you comment, we'll probably shout you out too. There's only two people on that one, so yeah, right. So <laughs> get busy. Like, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Tell and until friends. next time. Get in the garage. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.